I have a system for reminding myself of things that I need to do. Does anyone else have systems that they use? Maybe. Mine stretches over many facets, and there are different levels to it. For example, if I'm going to the grocery store and I need to get something, say milk, I will either text myself or I will text my wife to pick up the milk. Now that only is used if I am immediately going right away and I don't want to forget. If it is something that I need to purchase, but do not need to purchase it immediately, I have on my cell phone a little thing called notes. And then I put soon to get paper towels and I'll get it next time I go to the store. What about alarms? Do you use alarms? I use an alarm to wake up in the morning. Every day when I wake up, if it is a normal day, I set one alarm, I put it on my cell phone, it goes off, I hit snooze a couple hundred times, but it is made and placed right there next to my bed. Now if it's a special day, a very important day, a big event day, and when you are the youngest pastor, you pull a lot of sunrise Easter services, so that's a hard day. Now, I set four alarms, one on my phone, then following it the very next minute, one on my iPad, one on my other iPad, and then a five minute later on the first phone, just in case for if the first time ever, that first alarm does not go off. Now, at work, I'm old school. I do not use my phone. I use lists. Where are my list people? We love to write things down. Where's the yellow pads? Where are my yellow pads? My sticky notes? My random scraps? Now, check this out. Here's my system. Sticky note. I write it down, I put it on a sticky note, place it somewhere, because that is something that needs to get done today. If it is something that I probably should get done, and it is somewhat important, then I put it on the yellow pad. If I am in a meeting and there is an agenda or a note sheet given, I write it down, but I will never look at that again. That's not a good note sheet. Now, <laughs> have you ever seen someone using your threat level midnight reminder on an ordinary task and think, what are you doing? Now, side note here, what is a threat level, level midnight reminder? I will tell you, it is a reminder of the utmost importance. Under no circumstances can this be forgotten. It must be remembered. Now, a little while back, I was purchasing birthday balloons. In fact, I was purchasing 10 of them. So I said to the lady, I would like 10, number 22, with a pink string filled with helium, please. She did not remember. She did not write it down on some scrap, she pulled out a pin and wrote it on her hand. And I was like, whoa, that is a threat level midnight reminder. You cannot just be writing that on your hand because as you probably guess, that's mine. You write it on your hand, it's gonna get done. Now, why am I talking about this? I'll tell you. Our text in 2 Thessalonians today is a reminder. Verses six through 13 is a call to not be idle and to work. But right before it, there's a reminder in verses one through five. And Paul, Timothy, and Silas, though we usually only mention Paul, right, are writing to the people of Thessalonica. They write to the people to calm the fear and misunderstanding in regard to the end times. They're writing, instead of saying, be afraid, they're writing to encourage them in the hope that we have in Jesus. And they write in this way in which we're shown that the, the way that we can conceive of the future now in Christ sculpts our present, gives color and tone to nearly every action and thought we have during the day. For we believe that Christ will come again, for that is what he has promised. And from the day Jesus ascended into heaven, his followers have lived in expectancy of his return. This is the most important thing to know and believe about the future. 
that Christ will come again for us. And the effectiveness infuses us with hope and encouragement for the day. For if our future thinking is dominated by the coming again of Jesus, then the clutter of life, the the worries and the anxieties that invade us can be stilled. And we are free to live in hope and to respond in love and strength to the freedom and victory we have in Jesus. There is great strength in knowing that the victory is ours in Jesus Christ. And that is what this letter is all about. That's what this sermon series on epitaphs has all been about. To know this and to not forget. Because there is a lot of stuff that could happen in the future. A lot of the stuff could scare us, right? Last week we read about the man of lawlessness. We may be a little bit scared. Am I saving enough? Am I raising my children the right way? There are plenty of things that could distract us. There are things that could overwhelm us but we are told to not miss the point. And this little reminder, these five verses at the end are so important. Because when fear and busyness creeps in, we get distracted with the happenstances of the times and we miss the life we've been given in the now and we forget. We forget to remember. So in this beautiful, powerful, yet subtle way in between the knowledge that the end is near and that we must work, here stands a reminder. And to me, this is the threat-level midnight reminder that we all need to get us through. These are the things to not forget. These are the things to write on our hands, on our doorposts, especially as we think about the end and especially as we get into the busy time of the holiday seasons and all the business that comes and especially about the purpose of our lives. So let me read those five verses for you. Pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. Pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your heart into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Let's break it down and look at the reminders. There in verse 1, pray for us, spread rapidly the word. Pray for us. Pray for us. Always pray. Pray without ceasing. Do not doubt the power of praying for one another. I was reading First uh, James chapter 1 the other day. Our prayers are not floating up there to God in the hopes that he'll make a sticky note and get to him when he can. When we pray, we stand in the presence of God himself and he hears us. Prayer is an intimate part of our relationship with the Lord and it's an intimate part of our relationship one with each other because we pray for each other and we pray together. When we come to worship, you do realize that we stand together as the people of God called in this place and make it a priority to pray for our world, for each other, for our community. We pray for and together. If we aren't praying for each other, then who will? Spread the word rapidly. Why rapidly? Because it's urgent. The end is near. There is no better time than right now to invite someone to a worship service, to a life group, to a share event. Thanksgiving service, Christmas Eve service, those are wonderful opportunities to bring someone along. 
It's a chance also to casually bring up Jesus in conversation as you start making your plans and talk about the holidays. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be pretty busy trying to get all those presents and go to all those parties. But man, am I looking forward to Christmas Eve. Because when I sit there and I hear the bells ring, I will be at peace. I need that. Simple, easy way to bring it up and invite and to spread the word urgently. He goes on to say, Pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. We pray for protection against whatever comes our way. Is it people? Of course, right? Family, neighbors, co-workers. What about chances? What about the things that we don't plan for? Things like sickness and accidents. Pray for protection from those and also situations. Struggles that we have at work, addictions, family relational problems. We are a part of this church body to support and be supported. And today, friends, we welcome in new members, new people who have come to our church to support us and to be supported by us, to live this life with us in Jesus together through the good times and the bad. We go on women's retreats, men's retreats, youth retreats to be together. We serve and we give for each other and for our community and for all who need it. We volunteer by putting out donuts, cleaning carts, playing with foster children, giving moms and dads a break, making a difference by being a youth mentor, teaching a Sunday school class, or leading a Sunday teaching lesson. We answer this reminder to be there for each other. Why? Because it is what our Savior does for us, carries us no matter where we venture, sits with us, listens to us, and teaches us, prays and intercedes for us, and you better believe, resurrects us. And in the midst of these reminders is the reminder within the reminder. This one in verse 3, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil in case you think it's just about us, don't you ever forget that God is faithful, that he will give you strength, and he will protect your soul. They continue in verse 4, we have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. Continue to do what you are supposed to do. For us, let's connect, grow, share. Our new members can sing you the song, connect, grow, share, but they won't have to. Though maybe next year we could include it. <laughs> but we connect, we grow and share, and we break that down. That means we worship together. It means we get in the Word together. It means we let the Word of God shape and mold us. We give it space to breathe. We make room for it. We love unconditionally. We live generously. Continue to do means continuing to follow Jesus, not just a one-time thing or a Sunday morning thing, a daily, everywhere following Jesus. And lastly, they close with this prayer reminding us of the source of our lives, Jesus Christ, God's love, and his perseverance for us. He says, direct your hearts to that. Focus on the love of God and persevere. That God loves you. That Christ will never give up on you. That nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let that be the first thing we think of when we wake up. The last thing we think of when we close our eyes. 
God's heart for us, the love of God for us. That's what we write on our hands. So that when it gets tough, we think on that, we look at that, we remember that. And when the daily grind and the busyness of life starts, we take time to stop, to lift our heads, and to remember. Even in the midst of death, we remind ourselves. We are those who belong to Christ Jesus. Don't ever forget that the Lord has made you his living epitaph. In just a little while, you will receive, some of you, many of us already, the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified, marked by God, his name on you, on us. Remember this. Remember this. Now our choir is going to sing for us this faith that we have, this creedal anthem, and as soon as they're done filling the air with their song, we too will stand together and confess the faith that we have.